Mrs. Olivia Buckley of Cherry Brook invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Glenn Robbins. Yes, good morning everybody. It is me, Tony Martin. Glenn Robbins is ready to talk rubbish with us. We're going to be crossing to Ed Cavalli, uh, live in Germany, and you'll be able to help us out with Talkback Mountain. But uh, right now, here, it's the uh, all-new, get this, where music comes first. That'd be REM with Orange Crush. Uh, it's Get This on Triple M. Welcome aboard. Slight change of format. Uh, Mr. Marsland is with us, pushing the buttons. Good morning, Tony. Got your mic on? <laughs> Everything's okay. That's just what they're expecting us to do, though, for me to have the microphone on. <laughs> I, like to, I like to play around with the rules a little bit. Keep them guessing. Yeah. Uh, the new format, I was told yesterday that all the talk at the beginning of the program was cluttering up the show. Mm. <laughs> but that's what we do. Yeah. We clutter. I was told that the talk at the beginning of the show was, quote, giving people the opportunity to switch over. Well, doesn't, doesn't the reason, like, doesn't a radio dial give people the opportunity to switch over? The That's really what does, is that? Fingers and hands to do so at any point. Whereas the guy's telling me this, he's going, look, you've got to play a song, because the talk just gives people an opportunity to turn over. And while he's telling me this, I'm listening out the door, and I can hear Bruce Hornsby in the range. <laughs> I'm going, right, that's going to keep people riveted, yeah. like, magnetically hypnotised to their dial. That's just the way it is. Of but course it is. let's get some clutter happening. I like a bit of clutter. God damn it, we're going to clutter on until they switch off the mics. <laughs> and let's drag someone else down into our level. That'll be Glenn Robbins. Give him oh, a round. I'm happy to clutter away. Oh, Glenn, how are you doing? Yeah, good, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that into soccer, but, you know, I've been trying to. I've been getting up. I got up in the middle of the night the other night, lasted 10 minutes, and went back to sleep <laughs> again. I'd like to say, because I want to be part of the club. Did you get up? Oh, I got up. <laughs> Yeah, I got up, you know, and I, you know, I rooted for Australia. No, no, I got up and I fell back asleep again. But do you make a dodgy excuse why you can't turn up at work the next day? Do you no. get into that? Yeah, yeah. You're your own boss, though, aren't you, Glenn? Yeah, I'd like to say that I was working hard, but I'm not at the moment. <laughs> okay. I like, like so looking, looking at the... I, I, I've got one here. There's the, the TV guide for mm. the soccer. Yeah. And... If you go to SBS, it's fantastic because it, there's cooking soccer shows. There's, <laughs> yeah, it's themed. There's, there's, I've, look, I'll go through the I'll go through the guide backwards from four thirty in the morning. It goes soccer, 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 song for soccer, FIFA <laughs> soccer, FIFA World Cup show, uh, uh, um, cup show. Uh, what do we got there? Uh, another soccer, uh, and then it goes right back to ten thirty morning. Filipino news, I think. That, that <laughs> but even they're doing just hitting a ball <laughs> during the weather. But I love it. That goes all through all the newses then. You've got Ukrainian, Polish, Maltese, Latin, Korean, Hungary, uh, and Italian. And then it goes back to soccer again at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I think <laughs> SBS is doing their part. Is Inspector Rex playing soccer? <laughs> He'd be very good, I reckon. Is that the channel that's got... Oh, no, I think the ABC run Message Stick. Oh, do they? The Aboriginal news program. Oh. I always figure they should uh, jazz that up with some fancy promos. Message stick. <laughs> it's a message in the form of a stick. Uh, I've got I it. like um, I like uh, listening to Harry. Now I, if you, I, I didn't know who Harry Kuehl was, mm. but then I saw him interviewed the other night. Yes. And have you seen him interviewed? And no, I'm quite no. Disappointed because they are you looking forward to the game? But, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, really exciting. I'm going. That's not an Aussie accent. Is that an English accent? Yes. I mean, he obviously lives over there. So he, I know nothing about him. So he's, is he ringing? No, he lives over there. Okay, fair so enough. So he's obviously, I think that would be, in, it would be appropriate for him to maybe do a bit of Aussie accent, you know, updating on his, you know. Yes. Retune it up. Why not? I, I like that thing where, because see, sports, one of the reasons I'm not into sports, Glenn, is that people can just go and play for another team. 
I oh, figure yeah, so if you're born in Collingwood, you should play for Collingwood. That's what being Collingwood. Seinfeld said you're just playing for laundry. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. You're yeah. barracking for the clothes. Yeah, is that's what right. Says. That's very true. Yeah, bang, you change over. That yeah. strikes me as odd. Very odd. We've are got. You, uh, are we going to talk to Ed? Ed Cavalier is alive. Thank God. He was just on some kind of Porky's excursion. You were, quite, you were quite concerned. Here is a guy. How old is Ed? He's 25. He's 25 and he's gone to Germany. Yes, with his gone, friends from university. And he's gone missing for four days. You're like a worried parent going, something has happened. He's been abducted. He's been taken by terrorists. No, he's in later housing with a girl called Heidi on his lap and he's you know eating German sausage and he's pissed. That's exactly what he's doing. But I've been making jokes on here and I've been going, oh, he's been kidnapped by Al Qaeda. And then you go, well, what if something happens? Yeah, that's it's going to sound yeah. really bad. No, but he's fine, and he's he going to call in today. He's going to cross oh, with with his much promised Fister updates. Mm. And in the meantime, <laughs> as you know, Otto Fister, do you follow his work? Yeah, no, I, that's very good. Though. Coach of Tug, I know it was an accident. That's what I like about it. It was a genuine that accident. Is, that is class. That's uh, class. Speaking of class, looking for some stories for us to have a, a yammer about. And what have we got here? Listen to this: the oldest surviving condom in the world has gone on display in an Austrian museum. The condom dates back to 1640 and is completely intact. Do you know where they found it? No. Brian Harradine's wallet. <laughs> Sorry. No, they actually found it in a medieval drive-in. <laughs> oh, yeah, next to an old a, a chariot that had a sign on it. If this chariot's rocking, don't bother knocking. Well, I understand. Well, it was actually behind the counter of one chemist shop for 350 years because everyone was too embarrassed to ask for it. <laughs> then suddenly, in the early 90s, it was purchased and no one batted an eyelid. <laughs> day when suddenly it wasn't embarrassing to ask for condoms? I know. Oh, it still is. It still is, yeah. Especially if you get... I mean, you never want to presume that people will recognise you. That's right. But, you know, that's going to be... You've got it Because I always do the thing where you go, the deodorant, you've got the uh, moisturiser, you've got the toothpaste, and you just... And if the girl's about, you know, 12 and she's serving, you know, mm, just get know. that... You get that hesitant moment where you go, you know, okay. I'll, I'll have some more toothpaste, please. <laughs> <laughs> That is. But if this, uh, if you want to have a look at this condom. It, was, it wasn't called a condom, it was called Ye Olde Penal Hat, I think. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yes, yes. I still call them that. Uh, it's at some kind of exhibition at, uh, well, it's, it's an exhibition of 250 antique objects related to sex, including Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Just standing in a glass case receiving favours on the hour and sipping a cool martini. But no, uh, but this is the part that when, whenever people are talking about old condoms, you always hear this: uh, the antique, which is made of pig's intestine. Let her know you care with pig's <laughs> intestine. But don't you think that you want to? I want to know who was the first person to know, try exactly, that. Exactly. Who nutted that yeah. idea out? And he tied a tie knot in the end of it. <laughs> and he said, "Not only have I invented a condom, but a sausage as well. <laughs> it's a double winner today. It's a tasty snack." Yeah. As well as precautionary. Uh, why are you forcing that pig's intestine onto your penis? I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> That'd be James Blunt, as it so often is here at Triple M. On Get This, Glenn Robbins is our co-host this morning. He's uh, having a rifle through the newspaper articles. Yes. That's what we do. Richard Marsland's pushing the buttons. And hopefully Ed Cavalier's going to be on the line. Um, what have you been seeing on the... Is, did you tell me there's a new there's a new Superman movie coming out, Glenn? Yeah, no, but don't you find that extraordinary? Mm-hmm. Has it, I, I googled it. Like, I think there's been... You're, you're a film expert. I think there's yes. been 
five? There were four Superman movies, but the last two were very dodgy. So I think this new film presumes that the uh, that only the first two existed. It's like it's like the new Superman three, as it were. So we just figured about the rest. This yeah. is the sixth, and then there was the cartoon. Then there was Lois oh, and yeah, Clark. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the TV yep, show. Yep. And there's been a bit of outrage because they're defending it because they're saying that Superman's a bit gay this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Have right. You seen that? His pants are just a little bit tight. They and reckon. it's been directed by. A gay director. Yes, for Brian Singer, correct? I find that extra. I think it would be fun if Superman was what? a bit gay. Why not? If any of you have got kryptonite, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's me, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Great to be here. What's the problem? Come to fix. I love what you've done with the Fortress of Solitude <laughs> with a few throw cushions. I don't think it'd be a bad thing. A new direction for Superman. <laughs> Very 2006, I think. <laughs> They're a bit nervous about that, apparently. They're, oh, we've got to make him look butcher in the posters, and they've redone the posters to make him look blokier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just incredibly... About 20-something... What was the, the, the... How much did it cost to make? The 20? That would be like the catering. Sorry. It was sorry. like 350 was the latest one. It's the most expensive film ever made, they reckon, made here in Australia. And what's too. the buzz on it? Uh, good. The reviews are very good, I have to oh, really? say. Yeah. I haven't seen a bad review of it yet. Oh, I just so. find it incredible anyway. They're pretending that the third one where Richard Bry was the bad guy. Remember that? Suddenly Richard Bry was involved. Yeah, you get, you get a turn at being the bad guy. Yeah. They're just pretending that one didn't happen. Mm. All right, that's coming out. What else is going on? I was watching the news last night and Mark Seymour, it's a serious story, is being um, sued or he's suing his ex-lover. It's all turned ugly. Right. Uh, he's feuding with his ex. And what line do you reckon they'd use on the news? This is one woman Mark Seymour wishes he'd never thrown his arms around. <laughs> <laughs> Just knew they'd do that. No. Uh, there's a Korean missile about to be tested. Uh, have a listen to what it's called. The United States believes this is the launch pad for a Taperdong 2, a bigger missile with longer range, maybe enough to reach the west coast of the US. That's right. The missile is the... Taperdong 2. Which is also the same name as the world's oldest condom, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> that we yeah, were talking right. about. Yeah. What else is going on? Um, there's a new show coming out. Can I, yes, can I bring please. That? Yes. There's a new show, the ABC is going into reality television. Have you read You're about right. this? What are they doing? It's a show uh, uh, called The Abbey. And is where, it a reality show? Yeah, they're getting five women to spend 33 days in a nunnery. <laughs> And they're going to they're going to film it like a real, well that's going to be a reality television which right. I think quite honestly would be interesting yeah yeah sure um, but they are apparently going to do the Abbey up late uh, and the, uh, <laughs> the Abbey uncut and uh, Sister O'Flannery to the confessional <laughs> you spoke during silent prayer that's a five thousand dollar fine <laughs> will that be God yes that'll be God God yes. will be speaking to them <laughs> to, to evict Sister O'Flannery dial one nine hundred crucifixion yes. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I'm trying to write jokes, but yet I can't match it with you guys. No, look, this is what we do. That's all we do. Yeah, but I think it'll be interesting. Yes. And maybe hot dogs could be the wild card intruder. (laughs) (laughs) They'll have to have an intruder. Uh, Satan, perhaps. Uh, Paul McCartney, have you been following his misfortunes? Now, hang on. He had separated from the wife. Yes. Yes. Turning 64. Turned 64, and then possibly the the wife was involved in German, German pornography. We'll ask Ed about that when we get him on the line. But, you know, it was all predicted in one of his uh, performances only uh, seven or eight months ago. He predicted everything that was going to happen to him. Nobody seems to have noticed. Have a listen to this. (laughs) 
Now, obviously, we couldn't get a recording of Paul McCartney for copyright reasons. We had to have a slightly off-tune impression of him. If you squinted your eyes, it sounded exactly <laughs> yeah. You squinted your yeah. ears. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's interesting because people have been waiting for him to turn 64 right. because what is going to happen? Will he still be able to do that song? The question I want to know is, will he still be able to do it like 10 years in the future? <laughs> no. He'll have to do a retrospective version of it. <laughs> Younger, losing my hair several years ago. Wasn't that when you were doing German porn, giving Adnan Khashoggi the horn, going to orgies, sucking some? <laughs> who could ask for more? Did you abruptly divorce and bankrupt me when I was 64? <laughs> I was squinting. It almost sounded like him. <laughs> Ed Cavalier is next. I'll get this. Get this. Perhaps you're a bit disappointed with it. We'd like to see them sort it out and make sure they get on with it. For Mrs. Olivia Buckley of Cherry Brook on Triple M. <laughs> Radio's least informed World Cup update is coming up next on Get This at Triple M. More music, less clutter. It's the all-new Get This here on Triple M. Glenn Robbins is sitting in with us. Uh, Glenn, you've worked with Ed Cavalier on Thank Ooh, God You're Here. Yeah, absolutely. We've been a little bit worried about him, but hit the theme music, because here he is. He's in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. His contract insists we play all of that. Can you hear us, Ed Cavalier? Ah, uh, yes. Good morning, lads. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Tony. Marslin. Where have you been? Oh, mate, I was in... I went to Germany <laughs> to watch the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Right? But we we um, we um got off in uh, in Munich. Did you? Our hostel to be, yeah, well, we expected our hostel to be kind of near... Like the main street, as we've been led to believe on the internet. <laughs> we got a, we got, we got on a train, and 55 minutes later, we were the only people in the train, mm. and we were in the middle of the country. Oh. Like there was nothing there; it was just us, a goat, and a field, and that was about it. So you're not staying two and blocks we, from a stadium? No. no. <laughs> what What's the village that you're living in? Possenhofen. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the Possenhofen story? Okay, it's a good story because it's got this hostel that's got um, table tennis. It's a cement right. table tennis table with a metal net. Right, all right. This is, see, Glenn, that's I spoke to, spoke to Ed last night and I said, have you seen any of the soccer? And he's gone, oh, I've seen a bit of it on the telly on the way to the table tennis table. <laughs> have you been to any soccer yet? 
Yeah, we went to Australia, Brazil. We and canoes? Is that what you did? <laughs> we canoed. For, we, we canoed for ten k's because we couldn't like work out distance very well. Oh, and yeah. Hang on, you didn't, you didn't canoe to the soccer. You you could no, no. We were in was recreational, and, and right. Exactly, and, and to be honest with you, Glenn, one of the dudes at the hostel told us there was a, a, a nude beach down the, in the lake. Like a little bit <laughs> Bingo, down. you're in Germany and we all know what, you know, say no more. So basically yeah. you're just you're reenacting the film Euro Trip. <laughs> so what are you doing? <laughs> it's a slightly less classy version of that, you know? Are the Aussies going nuts sorry. over there? Are they Australian? Yeah, oh, they thing where you get you kind of can tell Australians from about 45 like m- like minutes away because they're yeah, all kind funny. of like I don't know what it is but as soon as Australians get overseas they get like <laughs> more Aussie than Steve Irwin can ever hope to be <laughs> when we got when we got to Munich um, one of us lost our bag so we spent five hours in Munich airport mm-hmm. and this this guy in Lederhosen that was kind of giving directions to people about where to go and I swear about five or six people walked up to him and said g'day mate how are you have to excuse my friend he's a bit drunk he's just from Australia don't even <laughs> worry about it alright mm-hmm. yeah, no. and the big question Obviously, Ed, we're mm. waiting for those constant Fister updates. Has there been any news on Otto Fister, coach of Togo? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the reign of Fister looks like it might be in its last days. We were watching, they went down again, Togo lost again to Switzerland, and, and Fister just kind of, I didn't seem to care. But the best thing in that game, we were watching it, and we were watching the commentary in German, and I don't spracken much Deutscher. Unfortunately, but um, one thing we were listening to the to the, uh, to the commentary and it's going, you know, Togo does something, something, something. It was a really hot day, and then he goes, Togo, something, something. Otto Fister, Mister Wet T-shirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you saying Otto dumped... Fister is Mister Wet T-shirt? Yeah. They well, that's interesting. They've dubbed Otto Fister Mister Wet T-shirt. But why is he Mister Wet T-shirt? He's realised he's got no t- talent for soccer. Exactly. And his, his tight, like, pink linen shirt that he chose to wear on the sidelines was sticking to him because it was a hot day. Right. And they thought, all right, that'll do us. That sounds nice. Hey, Ed, we've got a new Otto Fister song for you. What was wrong with the old one? Oh, no, the old one's still got legs, but check this one out. Let me go Let's see if you can get him to be singing that in the stadium. I think that's beautiful, man. I think that's beautiful. One thing they did play, when the Aussies were warming up uh, against against Brazil, they played uh, TNT by uh, by ACDC. Oh, great. Yeah, that went down a tree. (laughs) But unfortunately, we bought our tickets kind of late, so we were literally sitting in the front row behind the goals where Brazil scored all their, all their goals, right? Yes, so we were in the goals. first row. Mm. And we got there. We got there and we kind of sat down. And I said, oh, this is great, man. First, you know, first row. And we looked back and it was like being in Little Rio. Like we were the mm. only Australian fans in this whole stand. And we thought, oh, this will be okay. And, you know, like, these guys are pretty fun-loving. All they want to do is samba and kind of, you know, G-strings and watch soccer. That's, oh, we can live with that, right? As soon as the Australian team comes out... They start screaming at Mark Schwartz, saying, you know, we're going to eat you, Mark Schwartz, or, you know, various <laughs> disgusting things. And Mark
Arnold Schwarzer kept turning around and thinking it was us. <laughs> <laughs> and were you just crouching down in your uh, inflatable kangaroo costume, trying not to be noticed? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I, didn't go, I didn't go the inflatable costume because there was a guy there dressed as a kangaroo, but he was working for Japanese television. Oh. I just, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't get my head around that. Right, he, he's going to be culled, don't you worry. Hey, look, Ed, thanks <laughs> yeah. for uh, signing in with us, but we've really got to get back to the better music and more of it. Uh, will no, you I... join us tomorrow for another Fister update? Well, yeah, and I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Prague now, I should probably say. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what I'll have to say, but we'll give it a crack. <laughs> okay, thank you. Get This is Ed Cavalier. My life. Oh, look, <laughs> that would be Bernard Fanning with Wish You Well. Here we get this on Triple M. Glenn Robbins is the co-host this morning. How are you doing, Glenn? That was uh, interesting, uh, speaking to someone on the ground yeah. in Germany. Very informative, too. Very informative. A com- uh, absolute update, what's happening with the soccer and... Uh, <laughs> We got a bit of table tennis, we got a bit of canoeing, we got a bit of uh, kangaroo talk. It does not get any more up to date and informative than that. And I just keep going, hmm, hmm, yeah, like I too. knew exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> I know nothing. Uh, I've, let's see, I've got an interview. I had an interview somewhere with uh, Kim Beasley, which I'd found in the newspaper. Where is it? I'm a patient man. Yes, Mr. Howard. A very patient man. I know you are. It's here somewhere. Oh, listen to this. It was um, Kim Beasley was quizzed on Deniliquin Radio about his favourite food, pastime, sports team, Australian city, movie and parliamentarian. The answers were wheat bix. Oh, that was for most of them, apparently. (laughs) That was food and pastime. Uh, And then he said, I love this, his favourite sports team, Fremantle Dockers and Newcastle Knights, his favourite uh, Australian city, Launceston, Ballarat and Townsville. Beautiful. See, that's really crafty. It just sounds like a random list. But if you think about it, he's got one from every state. Fremantle, yeah. Dockers, Newcastle, Knights. Yep. Then he's got, you know, Launceston, Ballarat and Townsville. So he's just got one answer for every state. It's the same as the newsreader changing cities and then adopting a football team and wearing this, come on the mighty, you know, <laughs> you know when they did Glenn it. Glenn Taylor did that. Did he? When he moved from Brisbane to Melbourne. Come on the Saints. It sounded like he knew less about football than me. And presumably the wheat picks were born, born in the Northern Territory. But listen to this. The Good, the Bad and the Ugly is Kim Beasley's favourite film. Good, the Bad and the Ugly. With Clint Eastwood as the man with no name, reluctantly drawn into the fight against IR legislation with that fantastic three-way shootout in the car park and spotlight. <laughs> you notice that? Yeah. He just cannot stop mentioning the car park and spotlight. Really? Do I take it outside? Come on, Mr. Howard. Car park and spotlight. <laughs> That's where all the action is. Uh, we're, it's almost sounding like we're getting into news, isn't it? Yes. Oh, let's go to Talkback Mountain. Because this is something we've started doing, getting to the newspaper headlines that we've forgotten about because, you know, we never managed to get to all the big stories for some reason. Yes. Uh, here's, oh, here's... Fantastic news. Stock Aitken Waterman getting back together. Remember Stock Aitken Waterman? They're the producers that did all the Kylie stuff in back in the 80s and 90s. That's right. Three of them, Stock Aitken and Waterman, they were responsible for some of the biggest hits of that decade, including Kylie Minogue, Rick Astley, Jason Donovan, Banana Rama, Dead or Alive, and Melon Kim. Aussie's Stefan Dennis and the Blakeney Twins were some of its less successful artists. 
Uh, they were the producers behind 200 top 40 hits in Britain. Um, they, they, oh, they're starring in a reality TV show, of course they are, to chart the next Kylie, to find the next Kylie. What I always remember about Stock Aiken Waterman is uh, the trio once boasted how they wrote Got To Be Certain, which was a Kylie hit, mm. in 45 minutes in the limo on the way to the airport. Mm, yeah. That's what they said. And it took three guys to do it. It took three guys. <laughs> yeah. The chauffeur described it as the most harrowing journey of his life. I um, I spoke at Kylie Minogue's 21st. Did as you? A, I did this as Uncle... This is true. <laughs> as Uncle Arthur. I did the speech at Kylie Minogue's 21st. That's a news headline. <laughs> I did. And, and I, I, I got up and I said it was my idea that she went into, into, into music and then I used to sing her a song called... You know, everyone's doing the woke, as Uncle Arthur. And, like, and I said, you should record that. And I still think you should, Kylie, go and record it. And then I gave her a card with $5 in it and said, you put that aside and everything's going to be all right. So, yeah, and then I went outside. It was in a pub in, in, uh, in Albert Park. And we were offered 10 grand for a photograph of Kylie cutting the cake. Is there 10 grand? So I picked up a nice little 10 grand. It was great. <laughs> and then that went into a card. I remember going to see uh, you doing Uncle Arthur at La Joke in Melbourne. Yeah, I and I think it. everyone in the audience got a, a birthday card with an ironed <laughs> $1 note paper clipped into it. I've still got that somewhere. That was fantastic. It's not a bad thing, is no. it? Well, they gave out at the Split Ends concert, apparently. I didn't go, but they gave out uh, spoons to everybody so you could join in with the Beautiful. Yeah. But a, uh, Good stuff. A birthday card with an ironed one It's got to be nose. ironed. And you know, I tried to iron one the other day. You see what happens when they iron? The, the iron. new ones? Yeah, they just all shrink up. They, new money cannot be ironed, and I think that's sad. <laughs> so we use at home in the Uncle Arthur costume ironing plastic notes. <laughs> I was. We I learn was. something more about they you every like time this. you come in, Glenn Robbins. Yeah. Uh, what about this? Uh, West Australia has the world's biggest wine bottle. <laughs> Seen this monster, Glenn? Look at that. <laughs> 291 metres, the world's biggest wine bottle, holding the equivalent of 387 standard wine bottles, was unveiled at the WA uh, Wine and Food Festival. Uh, the bottle has been revealed to be the new home address of broadcaster Darren Hinch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a studio apartment for him. World's biggest. Always straight into the news. <laughs> Right. Yeah, straight in. That gets, gets priority. <laughs> Anything with record breaking. Here's yeah. one like that. An Englishman who forgot a speeding fine for 52 years has paid up after finding the ticket in an old coat pocket. Uh, apparently he was captured speeding through an intersection by an artist at an easel. <laughs> oh, we're trying. We're punching. I see that this, this new program, What's Good For You, has gone second in the rating. Whoa! Now, what is that? That's with uh, Sue Thornton, is yeah, it? Yeah, and, and uh, people are obviously interested in, I mean, there's a, you know, what, what are we, second obese country in the world, is that right? I think we are. We're the second fattest country, everybody. So, fattest loser on one network? Yes. What's not good for you on the channel? I want to see oh, a show right. called, I want to see a show called What's Not Good For You, <laughs> with some fat bloke eating pizza, smoking a bong, going train surfing in the <laughs> afternoons, you know, going, that's not good for you, but hell, it's living. That, you see, this is like my idea. The biggest loser, they should start skinny and they should be a race to fatness and then take it all off. Oh, what a great idea. It should be a round journey. See, yes. you don't just start with a fat person and get thin. You start with a thin person, get fat, then get thin again. I liked your joke, though. What was that? You know, the big, biggest loser. And then it was the biggest user. Oh, that was for the, the Australia's <laughs> fattest heroin addict. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
<laughs> we're punching. Yeah. We're punching away. Uh, is this what we want people to do? Just call us up with any news. Oh, that, okay. That you've heard? Is it, is it, what sort of news? Is it, is it, is it like national news or is it just local news? Or it could any be sort? any, it could be international, uh, national, domestic or local. It could just be something that's happened to you. I found my pen. You know, that oh, would be okay. a news oh, and we'll I'll run the music. Anything, anything with that on top of it can, you can go, you can go bang. It sounds like important news headlines that we've forgotten to mention on Get This. Give us a call. Glenn and myself, Richard Marsland's here. Nikki, Anna on the phones. <laughs> No, Ed Cavalier, but he's left a sandwich. One triple three five three. That'd be the Foo Fighters learning to fly here and get this on Triple M. Glenn Robbins is our co-host this morning, and he's on for a bit of Talkback Mountain. Hit that. <laughs> News headlines we haven't got to. Lee Simon, stalwart of Triple M, has still not found his pen. Came in here before. It's he's lost it when he was doing night moves, and he still hasn't. <laughs> Hasn't been able to track it down. But that's what we're talking about today. Anything could be a news headline. Uh, who have we got on the line first uh, up? Let's say hello to Jason. Hello Hi, to Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. I think you have to, as tradition demands, the radio. turn your radio down, <laughs> step away. Uh, ten, Ten-year-old girl in Perth um, at school in the classroom was pepper sprayed by police. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> what circumstances? Uh, apparently she um, she was acting up and grabbed a pair of scissors and oh. yeah just started carrying on. Right. So uh, she was pepper sprayed by police officers. Crime wave. So how did they get there? Like, like she's picked up some scissors and then obviously it'd be well, a while I'd, before. I'd imagine the schools called the police and right. the police have arrived and she pepper was, sprayed her. She was running with the scissors, which is you know <laughs> bad thing one oh one to do. You know we'll go the big. You know next up they'll shoot her. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Did they have, is it junior pepper spray? Do you think they have a softer formula for the kiddies? Yeah, mild, mild pepper. Hit it with like just a rubber truncheon. <laughs> Nothing too severe. Mm. Well, that's a news headline. That is news. Shocking Big to news. hear. I yeah. think we can go bigger with yet another Jason. You there, Jason, too? Yeah, mate, how are you going? What's your headline? My son cut his first two teeth yesterday. Oh! That's big news. And he actually tried his first Cuban cigar as well. <laughs> <laughs> unlit, unlit. Oh, go on with the pepper spray. That's not safe. <laughs> it's great. I always think one of the great uh, designs of the human body, one of the great design features is two sets of teeth. Mm. Like, oh, it's set... just amazing. Isn't it? There's a second set waiting to come in. That's... <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? It's like the young talent time. Uh, when, when, when one left, there was always one ready to come through. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think it's brilliant. And yeah. I, because I lost all of my uh, first set of teeth uh, because I was living in New Zealand and you are forced to play rugby. And if oh. you can imagine me playing rugby against um, seven large Tongan men. Oh, really? We, you can imagine how... That, so, they were your first teeth? Yeah, the first set of teeth. And, yeah, that's that's probably why I don't like talking about sport on the radio. I was, See, I, I'm actually making my son pay me um, for his teeth. In advance? Well, see, you know, you get, you know, when he loses his teeth, the tooth fairy's going to give him cash. So when he gets teeth, the tooth fairy's going to want cash. Wow. Someone's thought of a way to profit off this whole tooth fairy deal. <laughs> what's the going rate? On, what's the going rate on tooth fairy now? Uh, it's about five bucks. I heard what? five. I know. Bucks? Oh, wow. Where's the twenty cents that I got? That's that's that. She's working hard. The old tooth fairy. So if you need change for the meter, <laughs> she's not on a workplace agreement. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's big news. Uh, thank you, Jason, and good luck with that. I think Anthony has a bombshell for us. Are you there, Anthony? Certainly do. G'day, guys. How are you? Good. What's the headline? 
Here we go. A thief who stole a woman's handbag in Munich and turned up to the game ended up getting caught when uh, she, he sat next down to the victim's husband. Ah, there's a bad day. What are the chances <laughs> of that? <laughs> so uh, she was obviously on the way to the game and someone's nicked her handbag and gone, hello, there's this World Cup ticket in here. Oh, I think I might go to the game. Sat down with a beer and some pop- popcorn and realised uh, that's uh, the husband. But he's obviously popcorn. still got the handbag with him because the husband recognised the handbag. No, it's because I, it was I the seat. Oh, it was the seat. Yes. Oh, <laughs> see, I know so little about what goes on at football stadiums. This seating is there, Glenn. Yeah, that's right. Goodness yeah. me. Yeah. No, he didn't walk in with the handbag going, right, I'm at the football and I think I'll pull out some lipstick and I need some money for a hot dog. Hang on, that's my wife's handbag. Oh, and what happened? Did the black copper sort of Sam Newman-style mini-punch? Well, it says Munich police, uh, the thief found the ticket in the bag and decided to watch the game, not expecting to sit down to the victim's husband, who immediately informed officers uh, on duty at the stadium. Yeah, so see, I think it took very long and they just came and uh, hoiked him away. It wouldn't, you know, you, it's not hard to catch that bloke. It's like there was a bloke in the news this week who uh, robbed a bank and dropped his birth certificate and phone bill at the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the music for that? When we were working at the, at the comedy, this is a long story, when we were working at the comedy company, there was a guy that was getting upset that we weren't reading his scripts. Right. So, he, so this is true. So he sent us a bomb. Really? Uh, but it was a fake bomb. But Channel didn't, know, didn't uh. know that it was a fake bomb. They saw it, and we had to we had to stop filming those wonderful comedy company sketches, wow. which we didn't mind. But the thing was, the guy put sent it the bomb, but sent his name and address on the back. So... <laughs> I just can't believe that it was that hard for Ian McFadgen to get material onto his own show. Uh, thank you, Glenn. Um, we have got, I think, our regular correspondent, Kel, is with us. Kel, are you there? Yeah, certainly am. Tony, I'm reporting from Spain today. <laughs> from Spain? What's yes, going um, on? Oh, well, mate, there's an elderly trio driving around lost for three days over here. Yes. Um, there's two women taking turns of driving the car around and round and round, and the old fella in the back didn't know he was lost because he had Alzheimer's. <laughs> So the story is three elderly people lost. Yeah, mate. Yeah, just driving round and round and round. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how did this, you know, resolve itself? Um, well, they found them and took them to their friend's place who they were trying to visit. <laughs> Sounded like it worked out all right in the end. <laughs> Happy ending? Yeah. Well, where do you get these stories, Kel? Just flicking through the paper, mate. <laughs> where do you call us from? Sydney, mate. Right. What part of Sydney? Um, Preston's. And, and you've got, are you like a social worker, did you tell us? Uh, welfare worker, mate, yeah. All right. And so, but obviously you've got a bit of time in the morning. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, I work shift work, mate. So I've got nothing to do but listen to you guys to start my day off. <laughs> and do you want to hear less or more music on Get This? Well, mate, I'd like to listen to you have a nag, mate, because you're a pretty funny bloke. Right. And, and you don't find that this, uh, as I've been told, gives you the opportunity to switch over? I don't switch over, mate. Not a chance. Mm. But if James Man, uh, James Blunt's wise man comes on, how do you re- respond there? Well, I just can't make myself a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, there you go. I've been told it's the other way around. Yeah. We're the ones forcing people to drink tea. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Kel. Thanks to everyone who uh, gave us the news headlines today. Does that mean it's time to go? Oh, Glenn, I think we were just getting started. Yeah, starting to get on that dance floor, just getting a few moves in. And anyway. do you have anything to plug at all? Or you're just cruising, aren't you? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, Boytown later in the year. Oh, Boytown. And yeah. that is where you will see Glenn Robbins dance again. 
as I feel he should do in every Australian film. Um, a contract that I do have to dance. We look forward to that, Glenn. Thanks to everyone who called in. And I think our key phrase today was... Paperdong 2. And we'll be back tomorrow with Mr Dylan Lewis. And it's all thanks to our very good friend, Mrs Olivia Buckley of Cherry Brook. Olivia,